Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. From roommates to co-hosts, this is The Back Check with Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner. Your go-to destination for New York hockey and NHL news. And now it's time to drop the puck. Here are your hosts, Brendan Azoff and Stefan Rosner. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 50 of The Back Check. Half a century we've been doing this, right, Stefan? And look, we're in person now. That's not how, that's not how math works. It's how math works in my head. So we got episode number 50 starting off. Obviously, we put out on Twitter and social media that... You can enter into a chance to win a $50 Fanatics gift card if you send us your questions, tweeting hashtag backcheck50. We got a lot of great questions. We're going to dive into those in just a little bit. But we're in person. We're sitting shoulder to shoulder. We're in close quarters. Stefan said he loves the background. He said he really loves the Brian Lee jersey and the Rangers jersey. He said they're 20 times better than any jersey that the Islanders have ever put out there. So I just want him to tell you that now. Um, you know, now that we're sitting next if to each you other. could see behind, I did bring the green screen to put our logo for you know our show, but Brendan said we cannot cover up Leech, and I'm a guest in his house, so I really can't do anything about it. Well, listen, we got the back check on us, right? Which side is it it's now because the camera's reversed? But there we go. So we are live in person, episode 50. I don't know how we got the 50 episodes, we got like 20 through one name, then we switched up. But we're here as the back check. It's been an awesome time so far. We've had some great guests coming on, hoping to give you guys a really good guest next week. So stay tuned for that announcement coming up. But, you know, we got 50 minutes to go and talk about what's going on in the NHL, which last week and a half has been a little quiet. So these fan questions are going to be great. But, you know, the Arizona Coyotes, a little splash there, trying to to revive the old ways. Yeah, let's – Let's not have a home for next season. They have they have no arena as of now. Let's trade everyone, including all of their goalies, their captain. Everyone's gone. But you know what? Let's rebrand. And now the Kachina is their complete, their logo. That's what they're going to have. Home jerseys and away jerseys going to have that magical Kachina jersey. I know, Brendan, you are a huge fan of this logo. I love the Kachina. Yeah, it's I, so beautiful. <laughs> I think it's one of the freshest jerseys in the league. And I also think it's a great move now that we're talking about, you know, going into the ESPN world, Turner Sports, so it's becoming more mainstream. Uh, I feel like that's one of the jerseys that transcends whether you're a hockey fan or not. Like, you see people wearing that on the street regardless if they know who it is. So I think it's a good move just marketing-wise for them. Well, uh, um, Matthew's be wearing a Kachina jersey anytime soon? Apparently they're going to offer him $25 million a year. Yeah, all right. I mean, I don't think he's ever leaving Toronto, but if he were to leave, going home and revamping this Arizona Coyotes team, they definitely need a superstar. And Matthews, obviously, what did he score, 41 last year with a broken yeah, with broken a wrist. Up and, wrist. Now, and now everyone's saying, oh, he could score 50 this season. So good for Arizona and rebranding. I know their goal was 
it, you know, it impacts, it's more of a connection to their community, but hopefully they get a home because, you know, I think it's just a marketing tool by the state saying, okay, we, we want a new home. Let's, let's gamble, get some money involved. Cause obviously they used to be the Phoenix coyotes. And then the city said, yeah, we actually don't, we don't want the team anymore. And the state had to buy it. It's kind of embarrassing, but <laughs> move on to bigger and better things. Zano Char is a New York Islander. Drafted back in 1996, one of Milbury's biggest mistakes was moving him. And uh, he's back, 44 years old, going to turn 45 this year. Eight, we call Yager the eightest one there. I mean, Char could still play top six minutes. Oh, there's top six. There's only six defensemen on a team. But he'll probably be on the second pair for the honors with Scott Mayfield. That's going to be a very slow unit. But if Mayfield show anything is that he could play. You know, he struggled mightily with Letty during the regular season. And Brennan, the postseason. Mayfield was one of their best defensemen. Obviously, he didn't make the Pulak type of sliding save, but Mayfield was by one of their best defensemen, and you need a guy like that, and hopefully he takes that momentum and brings it into this season because, again, the loss of Letty, Dobson hopefully takes another step, but you're going to need Mayfield to be rock solid this year. Yeah, and we're going to talk about depth of both New York teams uh, coming up with the fan questions, but for the Islanders, right, we all know the depth on their back end is really second to none. And it showed you, right, in the postseason, some other guys that you thought might be their real number one defenseman might have taken a little bit of a step back and Mayfield just stepped up and he played out of his mind in the postseason. So that's how deep they are on the back end. And, I mean, you add Chara, next thing they have to do is get Roberto Luongo out of retirement, <laughs> and then they really have the old squad back together. Uh, I did like his Instagram post, though, with the old no, jerseys. No, that was, an, that was Facebook. Was that Facebook? That was, he, God, that's so how you funny. know he's old. <laughs> you, know, you know he's old when he's sharing it with the grandparents and the and, and the alright parents age pretty much on Facebook. Not calling any of you guys old, just kids nowadays, kids, 23 to 28-year-olds are posting that directly to Twitter and Instagram. So I thought it was very funny that he posted that to Facebook, but that that's Dano Chara for you. A uh, little thing about Chara. Hockey Night New York, Christian Arnold and Sean Cuthbert, they interviewed Dave Skachard, who played with the Islanders in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he was telling a story about Chara. When he first came to camp, he didn't have sticks that fit his size. He was just very awkward. And he said before games, you know, when he used to take warm-ups and shots, he used to airmail them over the glass and into the stand. They thought he was going to kill somebody. So anytime Chara was playing, they'd call it souvenir night. Because at least a couple of fans were getting pucks. So, I mean, if you guys haven't checked that out, Hockey Night New York has posted about it on Twitter. Fantastic interview. Really cool to check out. That sounds like me. Yeah, airmailing the puck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't, the only way you don't airmail the puck you is when you're warming up on me and you drill me in the head or whatever, in the glove, or you beat me glove. You always hit the net against me. Just never against. That's called the wake-up call. It is. But uh, another news of the Islanders is former Islander, who's a longtime Devils, Travis Ajak, has announced a retirement, signed a one-year deal, a one-day deal, excuse me, with the Devils. Played for the Devils for forever. And I know Lula Marilla reached out to him to bring him back this year for the Islanders. And he said, my heart's in Jersey. So I just want to read off. 1,037 games played, 203 goals, 249 assists, 552 points. He's one of those guys. He reminds me of a Zach Parise. He left it all out there in the ring. And that's what he said in his retirement speech. I want the fans to know I left it all out of the rink. They wanted me back for another year, but I felt it was time to walk away. And you got to respect that. Our childhood is slowly I ending, just, right? I mean, you got the picture of Crosby and Ovechkin from their draft oh year, God. and then now it's like, ugh. oh my God, you got him, right? You saw that picture you're talking about. Zajac goes back to the Devils to retire. Backus goes back to St. Louis to retire. Ryan Kessler basically said that he knows his career is coming to end. He's not going to play anymore. So these are all guys that were, I mean, at least the the last three, right? Zajac, Kessler, and yeah. Backus, role players, but you did not want to face them when you were playing. And I remember, you know, when the Rangers were making those runs and Bacchus was on the Bruins later on in his career, but Kessler was just a pest, yeah, a pest oh, to play against, but he was so good. 
Like, he, he was the type of player that could score, but then he would also just be like the Corey Perry type, I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah, I mean, and Char is still playing. Yeah. So it's, it's, just, it's just crazy because if, you know, you would think that this might be Char's last year. He obviously wants to win another cup. I don't think he chose the Islanders. So that was the only team that reached out. I know there were a couple teams involved, but I mean, come back to the team that drafted you originally. That's awesome. And hopefully, hopefully he stays healthy because yeah. Islanders are going to need that. I don't know if he plays all 82 games. They have young guys in the minors. What I think is this signing is more of a time slot, uh, time stop or whatever you want to call it to give the guys in the minors more time to develop. He's just going to be there as a substitute, play as much as he can. But if those guys are ready towards the end of the season, depending on where the Islanders are in the standings, I think you'll see some of those kids get games, just see what they're at. And if they fit, I mean, Char is probably a team player at this point in his career. Same thing with Andy Green, who I think Andy Green's going to still play on a top pair if he had to. But unfortunately for the Islanders, he doesn't have to. They have great goaltending behind them. I mean, this Islander team, we talk about depth. We talked about it earlier. If if guys can stay healthy, which has been the problem the last two years, the, the sky's the limit. And we'll talk about standing, finishing, and questions that we were asked. But the Islanders shouldn't take a step back at all after what we saw the last couple of years. Yeah, they definitely should not. So make sure you're sticking with us here. Back check on Belly Up Sports, which is on unhinged radio network we'll come back right after a quick commercial break we'll talk about the rangers prospect camp and then we'll start to dive into these 50th episode fan questions from you guys so don't miss it stay tuned mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner this holiday season lexus wants you to remember nothing feels as good as making others feel good those so-called feel-good holiday films they can't hold a gingerbread scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels make this december one to remember together click the banner to discover more experience amazing at your lexus dealer all right welcome back to episode 50 of the back check so while the islanders were making moves signing their veteran players and you know finalizing their roster the rangers have started and have now finished their prospect development camp and a lot of eyes were on that especially from people that are following the rangers closely guys like nils lundquist Braden schneider you know will coiler there you got Morgan Barron, who's fighting for that fourth line center spot. So there's a lot of potential talent coming through this prospect camp. And we all know that the Rangers are hoping to make the playoffs this year, hoping to make some noise, but their strength still lies with the young prospects and the people that will be coming for years to come. And, you know, they split with the Flyers in the two scrimmages. Last game was a lot better. Nils Lundqvist got a goal. Uh, they all looked good. Barron looked really good in that first game loss. And I think that he kind of opened eyes and depending on what he does in this training camp and preseason, he might very well be replacing Rooney on that fourth line. So just another young kid coming up. Yeah. They just have an uh, abundance. Yeah. Of, it's like get, buying a puck bag. It just pops. They <laughs> just have all these guys that come up that are young. I don't, is your average age able to drink in the United States? It is just okay. because of the older guys that they have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of these kids, you know, Kako might be able to have his first U S beer this year, but you know, when you look at that roster, right, I, I put a tweet out and I said, the Rangers have their five defensemen and say Nils Lundqvist is the sixth. You basically have six defensemen behind him who might very well be getting chances on other NHL teams to play this year. That, that's how talented they are. Like Braden Schneider, number one overall pick. 
Tom Reunanen, who was came over from Finland, played in the AHL last year. Zach Jones might not even make this roster after having a tremendous year at UMass. So just the amount of talent that they have on that back end, I'm telling you, man, it's it's going to be crazy to see what they do, how they manage their assets over the course of the next year or two. But prospect camp looked good, ended, and now the the top prospects are going to get a chance with the big boys, and hopefully we could see a couple of them on Sunday. Oh, yeah. By the way, we're going to the game on Sunday. My first time ever going to MSG for a hockey game. I know I don't get on my back. I'd rather spend less money at Nassau Coliseum, wherever the Casey Islanders are playing, than spend that same amount of money on a water. Yep. Yeah, so Fair. I'll be. It'll be a great time. I hope we see prospects play, but I do also hope we see some regulars in there. Kind of be tough. It's their first game, but uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Hopefully, some of these Ranger guys do step up because I think one thing in the NHL is it gets the league is getting faster, stronger. But all these guys are skilled players, and to have that depth on the defensive side, because again, I always like to go back to Toronto. They have so much young and strong talent up front. What they lack is the ability to play defense, and these young guys on the Rangers. While they might have that skill and that flash, they're very good in their own zone. Yeah. And I don't think you'd have enough of that at the NHL level. Yeah. And I mean, everyone is taking that step, right? So yeah. uh, that's really the make or break for the Rangers this year is if those young kids can take that step. And Which was a make or break last year. Correct. And now you have another year under your belt. You put a new coach in there. They got the protection for these younger forwards, especially. And you just hope that they can say, okay, now that these guys aren't going to be you know, taking some runs at us we'll be able to play more with the puck somebody like Akako who showed his possession game but didn't necessarily get the finishing ability maybe now he'll feel a little more open especially if he's playing on the top line so a lot to look forward to I'm gonna love and I'm sure he's gonna love to go into the game and actually watching some of these yeah. players in person rather than on some bougie stream that we got going on YouTube so you're gonna bougie stream you know who was watching the bougie stream was uh, Mika Zibanejad and yep. you gotta love that if you're if you're a Ranger fan seeing that he's already checking out the youngsters that may or may not play with him might be in the minors that he's involved in watching. I don't think it was a publicity stunt. I think he actually cares and wants to watch. Yeah. His, his uh, fiance was the one that put it out there. So fiance, you made yeah. that, uh, you, you elongated out there. No, of course. You know, oh, by the way, I want to point out for that are, that are watching can see us. I'm not taller than Brendan. I don't know why it makes it seem like <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm like, wow, I look tall. I am a bunch of inches shorter than Brendan. So let's just throw that out there. Continue. But yeah, no, so it looked cool. Kreider actually showed up to one of the camps, yeah, I saw uh, that. not the games. I think he was at he one He really wants the captaincy. Yeah, I mean, it might go to him. It might go to Mika. I think those are the, the two front runners. It's not, I, it's not going to Panarin. It's not going to Panarin. He said that, but that's fine. I, he doesn't need a letter. He knows what he has to do no out one, there. No one needs a letter, especially in hockey. You look like that sport. You need everyone to buy in and everyone to lead and everyone to play hard. Yes, you want your you have your leaders, but everyone like in other sports, you might need that one guy that's going to step up every moment because they have to carry their team, a la basketball, and that's why I can't stand watching the NBA. But in hockey, I mean, you need your whole team to step up, and if people need a leader to tell them that, probably playing pro sports isn't for you. No. And the Rangers have several leaders. Like, if you could think about it right now, right? Say Kreider gets the captaincy, then Zabanajad and Truba are the A's. So that means that there's a chance that your Norris Trophy winning defenseman doesn't have a letter either. Your best forward doesn't have a letter. And Ryan Lindgren might not have a letter who I think might be a sleeper candidate for that captaincy just because of his role on the team and his selflessness. So a lot of young leadership on that group with a couple of veterans sprinkled in and that's why people are high on the Rangers potentially getting back into the postseason this year. I'd love to see if the Rangers have a successful season this year. I would love to see the stats with goals per game, uh, goals allowed compared to when uh, who was uh, David Quinn and now 
the guy they have now who's I'm blanking on Gallant. Uh, Gallant. Yep. Thank you very much. Jesus. Late, late night. No, but uh Gallant, I mean, we saw what he did with Vegas in in that first year with the expansion team, and he got a team that was full of no superstars, just pretty much second, third, fourth line, you know, depth players in and out that lineup and turned them to Stanley Cup finals. And they they made it all the way there. No one expected that to ever happen. Playoffs were a question as well. I mean, expanding teams never do that well. And you're bringing that coach to the Rangers where the Rangers do have superstars, but they got a lot of young guys and a lot of young talent that's trying to find a name for themselves at the NHL level. And he already he makes moves already calling out the coaching that happened last year. Like, you need, you can't bury your, your young guys. You need them to play. You know, he has a different mindset than um, coach last year, so Quinn. So hopefully this year for Ranger fans, I mean, you're in, you're the Rangers. You're a franchise that's, you know, preaches excellence and success. I mean, you can't miss the playoffs again. No. You miss the playoffs again. That's We were talking about one of the quickest rebuilds ever in sport history when the Rangers were able to rebuild. So now's the time. They got to make the playoffs because there's no reason they shouldn't. I know the Metro is a very tough division, but the Rangers have the offensive talent to blow some teams out. We saw it last year. They blew the Flyers out a bunch of times. But they also have the defensive ability to shut teams down. I don't know if they have the defensive – you know, units that the Islanders may have, and it's just coaching because obviously Barry Trotz is a defensive-minded coach. But they also have the goaltending. We'll get to that in a second. But this, this, the sky's the limit for this Rangers team. There's no reason they can't make the postseason. No, there's not. And you mentioned the defense, and I know the Islanders fans shrug and go, oh, we're the best defensive team in the league, and you are. There's no, I'm not debating that. I don't think anybody with a right mind in hockey will debate that. But the Rangers finished 10th in the league in goals allowed oh, per game, yeah. which is a huge step up to where they were. And now you're talking about all these guys getting more seasoning. You're talking about the forward group potentially becoming better defensively. And it, it's you get a coach who's a little more, I think, old-school defensive-minded too. So th- they yeah. should take a step there while also taking a step offensively. And that's why they are viewed as somebody who can launch back into the playoffs. But without further ado, I think it's time to start answering some of these fan questions. So right, you want so to kick it off? I'll kick it off. Our man, Ken Connolly, who's a great supporter of our show, went to school with him. Ken, you are awesome. Your question, who do you think will be the biggest impact player for the Isles and the Rangers this coming season? So I started with Anders Lee. Obviously, halfway through the season last year, he was the Islanders' leading goal scorer, goes down with a torn ACL. Now he's coming back into this season. He has Matt Barzell back. Their chemistry has been great. He brings a lot to that line. And now you're thinking, okay, do you have Kyle Primary on the right side or Wallstrom? Regardless, you have someone that could put the puck in the back of the net. And we saw last year when Anders Lee went down, the top line was a mess. Eberle, yeah, maybe he racked up the points and you know, statistically had a good season. He didn't help Barzell out at all. Anders Lee's a big body. He plays on the power play. He's a net front presence. He fights and gets pucks in the corners. He's your captain. On and off the ice, he leads by example. And he just, he, he cares. He cares so much when you watch him play and, for a guy coming off his second biggest injury of his career, I know a couple of years ago, friendly fire broke his leg off a Johnny Boychuk shot. I mean, that was bad. Yeah. Then a torn ACL. He's not getting any younger. He's already past 30, but he's a goal scorer. And I know last year, if the season were to go on, he was going to have a fantastic, he might've been able to eclipse 30 goals. If it was a full 82 game season, he already had 12 and it was just looking great. He was having a great start to his season. And hopefully he allows Barzal to relax. Barzal to do it all himself pretty much when Lee went down. You had Komarov and Eberle, and more times than not, Komarov couldn't hit the net, hit the net and Eberle missed every chance. That led to frustration, penalties racked up. It, it was a mess. And in the postseason, they needed scoring. And against Tampa, they they struggled to. It went to seven games. But, you know, that last game, they get shut out. Does Anders Lee make a difference? I don't know. But in a full 82-game season, having your number one left winger is huge. And he does a lot. Again, five on five is great. Power play. Islanders need a better power play. Bringing in Parise should help. But again, Lee's your net front friends on the power play. They couldn't figure out a guy to put there last year. 
and he's your captain. And I think coming back this year, it's a huge year for Anders Lee, and it's a huge year for the Islanders as well. And for the Rangers, we just talked about it. Their offense is there. They have offense. They have skill on defense, goaltending. Chesterkin has shown that he could be a number one goalie at this level. He has to clean up just a bit. You know, those games where he allowed those weaker goals and they lost by a goal, a goal. And that's, you know, the standings. The Rangers really could have been in the playoffs instead of the Islanders last year if they win those close games. They didn't. But I think now is the time with, again, another year of this defense taking a step, the offense, the guys he brought in, the, the physical players he brought in. Now is the time for Shurkin to really show I am a true number one and I could lead this Rangers team into the playoffs and make those saves that Lundqvist was making forever. And when you looked at, okay, the Rangers made the playoffs because Lundqvist, you know, again, those big saves late. That's that could be the difference in making the playoffs or not. So I think for the Rangers, Shesterkin has to be the guy, the the clear cut number one. He's got to play often. I completely agree with both those picks. For the sake of the question, <laughs> I had to take two different people. I do think Shesterkin is going to be an X factor. If he can prove to be that number one, then Rangers will be very tough to beat. And Anders Lee, he's a captain for a reason, right? We saw what he can do on that line with Barzal when he's healthy. So health is going to be paramount for him, but. For me, I'll start with the Islanders. Uh, Kyle Palmieri is my X factor there. You lose Eberle, you look at him to be that guy that's going to fill that spot on that line. You look at him to pick up some scoring because the Islanders made moves this offseason, but none of them really solidified the offense. You know, they didn't give Barzal the winger that we were hoping that they would give him. So if Palmieri can find that scoring touch, then he will be an X factor for the Islanders, no question about it. For me, for the Rangers, Capo Caco is the X factor. It's year three. Right, Year one was a shaky one. Year two was so much better defensively, so much better with the puck, but the numbers didn't follow. Now it's time. If you're going to be on that top line, the numbers have to start coming. So I look for him to completely round out his game, maybe 50 points, hopefully more on that top line if he starts to feel it. Look for him to shoot the puck more. He's bigger. He came into camp already. He looks ginormous compared to what he was rookie year. Uh, I think that if he can be that guy that plays like a number two overall pick alongside Zibanejad, who we know can score, and probably Lafreniere, who's a number one pick in his own right, the Rangers are going to be a very scary team in that top nine. Speaking about my offseason, I gained 10 pounds this offseason. That's what I'm saying. That's what Cock was too. I got to fight him. Don't know about that. Don't know about that at all. I want to go back to the first question, though. Do you think that Kyle Palmieri is an upgrade over Eberly or a replacement or a substitute? Because I wrote an article about this, and I'll answer after. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's very close. as a thin line between the two of them. Uh, knowing how streaky Eberly was, yeah. I, I feel like it's if Palmieri could be more consistent, then he's more of an upgrade. But if Palmieri, who probably has been similarly streaky throughout his career, plays the same way, you're not really losing or gaining much. It's just another type of player. So. Uh, they know what they're going to get from him, hopefully, over 82 games. And well, um, yeah. you, you don't miss Everly if he scores. The biggest thing is for me is that Kyle Palmieri is a goal scorer, and he actually has been consistent. Everly has the better career numbers, again, but Palmieri's been a 25 to 30 goal scorer every year, pretty much except the last year before he got traded to the Islanders. He hasn't had a rough year, so were the Devils. But he's also a pest. He also crashes the net, and you get those extra goals when Barzal takes a shot or Lee takes a shot. He'll clean those up. Everly did not ever approach the net. And he's also Palmieri's a guy that's been very good on the power play. That's why I think he's an upgrade. But again, we could talk all we want. If Palmieri struggles again with the Islanders or gets off to a slow start and is streaky like the Islanders have been, then it's like, okay, he's a substitute. And right now, the Islanders don't need a substitute. They needed an upgrade. That's why they paid Palmieri. So hopefully Palmieri does step up. But let's on to question two, Brendan. Yeah, so question two is, as we know, the Isles opened the season on a 13-game road trip. How many points would the Islanders need for it to be a successful one? That question comes from at Thomas Hahn. So, Thomas, thank you for the question. 
Uh, I'll kick things off. I think that, and we've actually talked about this yeah. on the show a while yeah. ago. The Islanders' 13 games, it's a long road trip. It's the longest <laughs> it's, ever. It's long. And anyone that thinks it's not going to be a tough way, I know that teams like to go out on like a five or six one, game one to bond. You know, that's great. 13 is, is double that. <laughs> so you don't want to have that to start the year. That's 26 points up for grabs to start the year on the road. I think if they can get 15, that's a successful road trip. I think 15 doesn't seem like a lot out of the 26, but that's going to be harder than you think. They're going coast to coast on a couple of these road trip the games. They're going to be playing some tough teams. And anytime you go that long without being home, it's going to wear on the players mentally, let alone physically. So for me, 15 points would be a successful one. Keeps them in the thick of things because then you got so many home games after that. Yeah. Um, so for me, obviously, it's paramount to come back over 500. I don't think you could – you're in a big hole if you come back under 500. And, again, you're coming back to UBS Arena. You're kicking off your first game ever at that brand arena. You want to come back with the fans – Cheering, they'll be re- is that a fly? Yeah, yeah, you have fruit fly problem, Brendan. It's terrible. Um, but you look at this, and out, out of the 12 teams the Islanders will be playing, they play Florida twice. Eight of them participated in the postseason last year. So this is not going to be our we're going out west, we're going to face crappy teams. Now you're you're facing good teams pretty much this whole entire road trip. But again, if the Islanders are a good team, this is where you prove it. On the road. And last year on the road, the Islanders were terrible. 11, 13, and four. One of the I mean, you look at their home record. That's the reason they made the postseason. They were elite, second best, I think, in the league at home. So for the Islanders, I would say obviously, I would say eight and five. So you said 15 points. I'm saying 16. But again, coming back over 500 is, is a must because in this Metro division, getting off to a slow start is going to hurt you because you talk about it at the end of the year, oh, they just collected points earlier. And obviously, in an 82-game season, it's a grind, especially after back-to-back seasons that weren't 82. But also, it doesn't matter when you get your points. You have to get them. But they're easier in the beginning because you're not worn out. And at the end of the season, it's tough games. People are battling injuries. Again, the Islanders have not been healthy. So on the off chance someone does get hurt midway through the season, if you get those points early, that could really help as being a handicap. Because look at the Islanders' last two seasons. They finished terribly. It's It's been awful. So you think that if they get those points early, that'd be great. It's going to be a grind. But I think definitely coming over back over 500. 15 to 16 points would be would be in a great spot. If they could do better than that, go for it. But that would be a good spot. Yeah, I, I, we're pretty much thinking along yeah. the same lines there. Great minds think alike. Exactly. And when, when you look at that trip, I, I, you know, we could talk about it all you want now. Everyone can predict what they have to come back on. Until you start to actually grind that out, you're not going to know. And, you know, there's a chance, right? We've seen it in hockey every single season, basically, where a team could start off slow and then winds up picking it up. And, the Islanders have done the Back opposite, to, yeah. right? So maybe this year they start a little slower, and that actually serves them well in the long run. But thirteen straight, games or they or they go third, or they have their streak start at the beginning of the season and go thirteen and zero, and they're leading the Metro. Which is not gonna happen. That's if they go thirteen and zero right now. That's if they go thirteen and zero, we should make a bet. Yeah, it's not gonna happen because I'm gonna lose. That's tough. Yeah, that, I'm not, that's a tough one. If I was a gambling man, which I kind of am, I, I don't think I could do that mentally. It would hurt. That, that's a lot of games. All right, next one. Next one. All right. Uh, which team, the Islanders or the Rangers, is best positioned to handle a full traveling 82-game schedule, wear, tear, injuries? Comparing Rangers and Islanders, Rangers are the younger team, but the Islanders are more defense-focused with greater spread of goals, responsibility, and depth. This was at NYC Landers. He pretty much answered his own question in the question, but you know we'll go through it. You talk about the depth. The Islanders have the depth, I think, offensively and you know defensively we'll find out we'll see if they're guys like char they just signed and green can play a full season but they have this depth up front it's a grind of a season though 
Um, Brendan will get to it in a second, but Rangers are young. Islanders are one of the older teams. Doesn't mean much if they can handle it. But I, th- I would say the Islanders are more set right now. But there's a very good chance that the Rangers' young legs could, stamina-wise, could just make it longer. But, again, it comes to a time when the season starts to get tough. What's the position in the standings? If the Islanders are already set as a top two or three team and they pretty much can't, you know, they're not going to miss the playoffs. They'll probably rest some guys. They'll probably, you know, every now and again, rest Char, rest Green. But if the Islanders are in the fight for a playoff spot, your best guy's got to go. And that's when, you know, fatigue plays a part. So I think Islanders are more in a better spot to handle that. But again, Rangers got those young guys. They do. And I actually didn't, you know, if you go back to my school days, I never read the full question. So I didn't read the second part of that after wear tear and injuries. And I answered it basically the same way you did. (laughs) So congrats on that. You know, obviously, you know, your hockey, but uh, he kind of hit the nail on the head there where the Rangers are the younger team with younger legs. And I think that when you have a young team, right, they're not necessarily always good for a longer haul season. But in the Rangers case, the majority of their young players already played 56 games. And they're going to be well rested now. So I don't think that that normal jump is going to be a same factor. If the Rangers are going well, then they're going to be very good the whole entire season, especially the young kids, right? When you're going well, you want to play. If you're scoring, you want to be out there. If they start to struggle at points, then it might be, you know, an interesting scenario come game, you know, 50, 60. And once they get past the 56 game marker where they ended last season for the Islanders, when you've been there and done that, you've been there and done that. And the players that they added have been there and done that about 75 times already (laughs) in their careers. So they're going to be there for the long haul. I think if one player goes down, they're fine. Two players go down, they're okay. Once you start to get into that depth, depth part where, you know, you're calling up some younger guys, you're calling up people from the minors. That's where I think the Rangers have a little bit of the edge because they have a ton more people in their prospect and minor pool. The Islanders don't necessarily have those bigger names, but based on the coaching staff that they have, that doesn't necessarily seem to matter. So I, I think that the Islanders are poised to be the better team over the course of a regular 82-game season. Strictly depth-wise, they're better suited to to handle all that things just because of their veteran status. But the Rangers are probably, you know, one echelon below, and they're they're trying to get to that point, and they can very well be similar to them come the end of the season. To add on to this, and again, getting to the playoffs, you know, a regular season could be great. You just got to get in. Right. The Islanders have proven it the last two years. You just got to get in. And of course, obviously, the issues that became a problem for the Islanders are in the regular season, lack of scoring, struggling to possess the puck, things that when they were bad, they were bad. And then towards the end of the postseason, those really, really good teams put you back into that kind of play. The Lightning were a very good team. That game seven could have gone either way. The, the goal the Islanders allow is a shorthanded goal. I mean, that game was pretty close, and, you know, they didn't score a goal. They got shut out. So now you look at, okay, the offense was an issue during the season, especially towards the end where they just couldn't buy a goal. So, again, I've had the playoffs of the playoffs. For the Islanders and Rangers, just got to get in. Then you'll really see who's ready because, the, like you said, the Islanders have been there, done that. When you said that, I thought playoffs are away. We saw the Rangers a couple of years ago when they played Carolina. Yeah, the Rangers got in because of, you know, COVID and so did the Islanders, and they played the round robin, and they, they played Carolina. and. Carolina was ready to go. Yep. Rangers weren't. Now the Rangers weren't as young as they are now. They had some older guys playing that got, I know, you know, Tony D'Angelo was on the team. There was, there were people on the team that aren't on the team anymore, but they weren't ready to go. But if these young guys could go through a whole season, grind, be ready to go. And in the postseason, they they're ready for what's going to come. Now, again, they have guys like Edding Reeves who's huge. If the Rangers can make the postseason because he's been there and he's a physical guy and in the postseason, you need physicality. Sammy Bly, physical kind of guy. You need that as well. So good, good I think, drill. Goudreau, he's, again, they added those pieces that that way when the season is a grind, when they get to the postseason, what happened with Carolina will not happen again, or to the level, I should say. 
Well, I think that the the big thing that we all saw when they played Carolina two years yeah. ago, without the fans, they were looking for that energy spark, and right away it was taken from them by that Shea hit, and they yeah. immediately started chasing the physical aspect of the game, which is not how they were built. They were built to try to outscore you, especially at that time. Now you fast forward two years, right? Fans are going to be in the building, so you're and you you get that energy pump MSG right away, especially and. Even if you start on the road, right? These buildings are all crazy. Yeah. And you look at this, and they're not going to look at their first line to be physical. They're not going to look at their second line to be physical. Their third line has the tools to be very physical and talented. <laughs> yeah. And their fourth line now, with who you just mentioned and who can potentially be in their lineup, right? So you you didn't even mention Rooney, who held his own against That's the true. Caps when he had to. You didn't mention Morgan Barron, who I think is six foot five coming up there. They got these guys who are ready to be physical. So they now added that mixture in, similar to what the Islanders have, where the Islanders, Barzal is not going to have to be the guy that's standing up for himself. They have three or four guys down there that know what they're doing. So the Rangers are kind of trying to mimic that a little bit. Which they should. Smart. You need it. It's so funny because you talk about the regular season in hockey and the playoffs are completely different. Regular season, it's all – Speed, skill, finesse, let's make people look silly and then score some crazy goals. That is taken away from you. and Ice is taken away from you in the postseason. That's why the games are a lot low scoring, a lot more hits, a lot more defensive type of, type of play. It's very weird in sports because you look at, I mean, even in, in other sports, baseball, less home runs probably being hit in the post. I'm not going to look at the stats, but it's a different type of game when it matters the most. You don't have that luxury of that open ice in hockey. So I think for the Rangers, they get in. They're physical, and who knows? They could be playing their first game in the postseason at UBS Arena if they finish second and third. We'll get to that, though, in a little bit. Oh, we'll get to it right now, actually. Um, what do you think the Islanders and Rangers will finish in the division this year, and who has the best chance for a deep run at CLE Zach? All right, so obviously we don't know how the team's going to play out. We could just guess, but I, I pretty much just said it here. There's a very good chance. Well, you Look at Carolina. They're probably the best team in the division. They might win this division. Again, the Islanders could press them. Some people have picked the Islanders to win that. But look at teams that have fallen off. I don't I don't like what Philly did this offseason. The Penguins didn't do much, and Crosby's out for, I think, five or six weeks to start the season. Um, the Capitals are the Capitals. Goaltending is going to be a big question mark for them. There's really no reason the Islanders and the Rangers shouldn't make the playoffs this year. So I think if it's Carolina, very good chance two and three could be Islanders, Rangers, either or. Because you look at the other teams, I don't think the Devils are ready. Great, great offseason for the Devils. I don't think they're ready. Who else in this? Who else in this division you think is going to press for a top three spot? Capitals. Yeah. Capitals have the goaltending back, so I. But I they. Think that, that you got to who's the number one? Samsonov. But he's got to play like number one because they'll, they'll be okay. All right. Fair I, enough. I just feel like they're going to be okay because. But they lost Chara. The, the way that these, the Metro is Crazy. widely regarded as one of the best divisions in hockey. It is. I the think best. the Atlantic is pushing it a little bit now. Well, Florida. I mean that. that so changes that things. does, but. When you're going to play some of these teams on the West Coast now, too, it spices things up where the Rangers don't have to be perfect against their own division now no. this year. They can beat up on the West, and that does dividends here. Uh, Islanders, same way. Capitals can beat up on those teams. It becomes who can win the four games, three games that they have in their division, but who could also dominate the other divisions, too. And it adds that element back, which is what makes the playoff chase so good. So the Capitals are going to be in there. Well, but, um, Boston not in the division anymore. No, the Flyers and Penguins, you never know. <laughs> oh, the Flyers, man, they, I don't like what they did at all. But Columbus we, in the division, too. We've said too. that about the Penguins the last you know, three but or if four Jari years. If Jari can't stop a puck, they're done. He did in the regular season. Again, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, but it's just crazy. Like their Col- Columbus is going to be the eight seed. Yeah, I don't – They, I mean, they got good goaltending, and they lost Tortorella. Have Voracek? I don't, no, I don't think so. 
But Sorry. how how crazy would it be yeah. if the first playoff series at UBS and the first game there is Rangers Islanders, and then you switch and the first playoff game at MSG and X amount of years is, is Rangers Islanders? That would be storybook. That would be crazy for ESPN and Turner to get in their first year. Yeah, I don't know. That would be Brennan Burke better be calling this game though. That, I, they should I, have I Brennan agree. Burke and they should have like uh, a Micheletti who does it with um, Micheletti is the one that does it with Rosen. Yeah, or you put both. Brendan Burke's awesome. Great first name, um, and he really does. He calls a great game. But if I had the chance to listen to Sam Rosen one more time in the playoffs, I'm taking it. What if you did Brendan Burke and Sam Rosen? They've done it before. It would just Brendan Burke would say the right thing, and then Sam Rosen would go, oh, "Excuse me, it's a power play goal." And you could have Butch scoring and Micheletti arguing. That'd be funny. As it is a toy department. I love it. Even though I was taught in school, especially in like marketing, that you put the toys in the bottom so the kids could see them. So a toy department for me in this day and age is, is low, be like a five hole goal. But apparently talking to my dad, he said, no, the, they used to stack the toys all the way. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to Instagram for the next question quick. So Tommy Dolan, how do you guys feel about the aisle signing char? We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier on, but I feel like it's a quality depth move. I wouldn't expect yeah. him to give you the minutes he used to give Boston, but gave, for the Islanders. He played about 18 minutes per game last year. That's on the Capitals. And I think, I don't think he was Lou Emerald's first choice. Obviously, there's questions of going to get done. You, you know, you looked at, you wanted a puck moving defenseman because you traded Letty. I think that was the top priority. But as the offseason came and went, it's pretty much, it's almost done. Moves could be made. But I understand guys like Ledoux, Gustafson. You know, guys that weren't on anyone's radar. These are depth guys that could potentially make a move. They have Hickey. They have Ajo. I think Char, not a last resort, but I think he was always in Lamarillo's back pocket. I think there was probably talks earlier that said, hey, Char, you know, would you want to come back and play for the Islanders? He probably said yes. It's going to be a minimum. But he did play 18 minutes last year. He's still very good in his own zone. He has a cannon of a shot. So that might help the Islanders power play. if they. I don't know if he'll play on the power play, but who knows? He still can let it go. And he's a big guy and he's a leader. And I think that... It's a great signing. I just think, you know, people look at Letty's stats and go, he had a terrible defensive year. He wasn't, he was offensively, he was solid, terrible defensive year. But even I was watching today on NHL Network, they were playing game five Penguins Islanders. And I'm watching Letty. Gets the puck, takes it up, makes a couple moves inside the Penguin zone. You lost that. You didn't replace that. And that's, you know, you got guys that could skip the puck up. Pelek, Pulak, they all can do that. But not to the level that Letty was doing. And I think you, you really missed out by not getting a replacement. You did have to move him for cap reasons. But again, Char is not going to do what Letty did. But Char is a good stay-at-home defenseman on a defensive-minded team. So I think it's a great signing. Cheap. Just we have to see if he can play as many games as he can. I don't think 82 is going to happen. Correct. Uh, I would completely agree with that. So next question. Will Anders Lee have a good comeback season from Roberto Juan 77? Uh, I think he will. I think as long as he's healthy, he knows his role. He knows what he's going to do. He'll pot 30 goals in an 82-game season. Uh, he's just that type of player, especially in that front presence. The one thing, as Stefan alluded to earlier, was the health. Whenever you break a leag and then you know you have the knee issue, your lower half does become weaker, regardless of how strong <laughs> yeah. and tough the player is. So that over 82 games, it's the one thing you might be worried about. But if he can stay in that lineup daily – he will have a very good season. I think he has a comeback season because I picked him as my my guy. I think he's going to have a great season for the Islanders. Again, coming back from injury, it's it's very important he stays healthy. Again, two big injuries in his career and his legs. These aren't hand injuries. These are, these are leg injuries. So I think that whoever is on the wing for Barzal on the other side, whether it's Walston or Romary, Lee's going to have to play probably one of the better seasons he's ever had because the window's closing for the Islanders. They need that scoring. 
Now, the second line for the Islanders is probably their best line scoring-wise because all the guys on that line could do that. You can mock Bigley all you want. He can He's a playmaker. He makes those plays, sets them up. Brock Nelson had a great season in the beauty league this, this off season. I mean, he went off and again, it's not a league where they're hitting people and crushing people. He just, he scored goals and that should be a confidence booster in Bavillier. He's got to be more consistent, but you get scoring up and down this lineup. He does not have to carry this team on his back. He shouldn't have to. They have enough guys in this lineup that can put the puck in the net. Lidas has to stay healthy. He's got to finish off the plays Barzal makes at a much higher rate than anyone that was in his spot was doing last year. And if he could do that, the honors offense is going to be significantly better. And Anderson, I don't feel like he's never been a guy that's been streaky. He is consistent. So I think that that's a difference between him and everybody else in the lineup. Again, just staying healthy and, you know, not falling apart and going 10 plus games without goals. He's going to be there every single night trying to make the best plays he can for Barzal. We'll see. Like I, I think that, you know, most people can agree that health yeah, is, the, is, is yeah. the paramount factor there. So two more questions to go with the fan questions. The next one is which team improved the most and which team took the biggest step backwards this off season. Uh, you know, so this is open to all 32 NHL teams now. Thank you, Seattle. Uh, this is by at hockey NYI. So Stefan, I'll let you kick this one off. Josh Cohen. Great shout out. Been friends with them for a very long time. So Josh, I think the devils had a great off season. I'm not going to say they're a playoff team, but they had a great off season. First off, I think the biggest thing for them is Blackwood. He, I mean, we saw, we looked at the stats earlier. He he's had a 3.04 goals against average last year. And again, his the team the defense of the Devils wasn't great. I mean, when PK Subban's one of your better defensemen, not knocking him and his ability, but that's that's not a good thing for a team. They bring in Dougie Hamilton, who is a number one defenseman in the NHL. They haven't had that. Another year for Jack Hughes. They bring in Graves and they bring in Jonathan Bernier for a guy that. I mean, Jonathan Bernier has been on the Red Wings and for a team that's been absolutely abysmal, his stats are not, are not terrible. And I'm laughing just because, you know, you, you think Bernier, oh, he plays on Detroit. He, he's probably awful. They've been terrible. I mean, without him, I have no idea how bad they would have done like two years ago. Even last year, he was solid. So uh, last year, they were Devils were going to bring in Corey Crawford to pretty much teach Blackwood the ways. And right before Cam Crawford retired. That hurt. I think that really hurt Blackwood. Now you're bringing in Bernier, who's been around the block knows it takes to win and could still play. This is a guy that could still help this Devils team. It's going to come down to Blackwood, but I think for the Devils, the moves they made this offseason, I, I really like I really like what they did. I really do. And for my team that it was just awful. This I mean, it was awful by design. Like Coyote said, we're going to trade everyone and their moms, everyone and their moms, and we are just going to take on everyone's contracts that they hate, a la Andrew Ladd deal. Deals like that that nobody wanted on their books. We'll take that. And right now what they're doing is they're they're tanking. I mean, you think, Brendan, they're going to be a little better, and you give you your thoughts in a second, but they got rid of their captain. They have no goaltending. They got their New Jersey. Congratulations. They still have no home for next season. I mean, this is an organization. Didn't their uh, GM leave? They, they've had a whole entire the GM, disaster. Ch- uh, Chaika? Yeah, he whatever his name is. Who cares? He got in trouble midseason. He got into a fight, and then he just left. Did I get it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got it wrong um what's the name i'm not even you're gonna look it up and you're gonna try to pronounce it because this was very fun to see 
Keep talking. I, I mean, I know the name. It's, I know the last name. It wasn't a C? It's Chaika. I, what did I say? Chikrin. Chik, chik, chik. I said Chaika. Chikra. Chikra. Chakra. Uh, it was one letter. Chakra right. Khan. I was so one he, letter he thinks that they're going to have 15 wins. I, I don't believe that. I think we'll have a little more. 15 is a, a really bad year. Uh, <laughs> I was making a joke, Brandon, but way to embarrass me. I don't, yeah, I don't think 15, go. but they're going to be terrible. They're, they're not going to be good. They're they, not going to be a playoff team. Didn't they lose? <laughs> they lost their first round pick as well because of that. Yeah, because they. And then. It's just a disaster. Exactly. This is my point. Thank you, Brendan, for no, making my case. It's a disaster. Yeah, it's a disaster. You know, I think they might surprise people with the games that they play because you got a lot of guys coming in there who are on their last leg that are still going to give it a lot. Andrew so. Lab's going to be playing first line minutes. He's just, he <laughs> used to be a stud. So we'll see what happens there. But before I give in my two, there was another question of the NJ Devils, a dark horse playoff contender from Ryan McCarthy. Uh, we both don't think they are going to make the playoffs. They might give people a run for their money, but I just could be a wild card. But this division, there's, there's too many teams to leapfrog because you got the top three spots in each division. And then you have two wild card spots, which are going to be fought over from the Metro and the Atlantic. There's just, I think there's too many good teams in front of them right now, but they're going to take strides. I, I don't, I mean, don't see how Jack, don't. Jack uses much watch TV. I know they, I don't know what he was interviewed on, but I know there's a tweet out there that someone asked him who he want to play against like one-on-one or whatever and he he picked Barzal Jack Hughes he said my our games are really similar he's not really close to Barzal games are similar I when you watch Devil's game I mean especially last year Jack Hughes showed case why why everyone should make a big deal about him he gained weight again when he was drafted alongside Kako the thing was Kako was physically ready to be an NHL player Hughes wasn't well Hughes gained the weight he looked strong and this Devil team's young Sharon Govich which we watched in Binghamton love the name first off great hockey player as well they have a lot of young guys. This defense should be significantly better. Smith, Ty Smith, had an excellent year. He, he could have won the Calder. I mean, he had that good of a season. He was great. And I think that you just look at this Devils team, and they haven't been good for a couple of years now. And now's the time to take that step. But again, I think it all comes down to Blackwood. Blackwood, is he a number one goalie in this league or not? He really hasn't proven it yet. He's a fringe right now. But if you could have a really good season this year, statistically, I'm not talking win-loss, but 3.04 goals against per game 902 save percentage that's not going to cut it especially for a devil's team that's going to need those big time saves so i think they're much better this offseason they had a great offseason still room for improvement but again i mean when you add a number one defenseman that's always a great offseason exactly so i was going to say devils were my most improved <laughs> team but i'll go a different route the detroit red wings were yes I a like very this. improved team as so well funny. i mean they they just know like how to make these moves. And Steve Eiserman like knows how to make these Steve moves. Steve Eiserman does know how to make these moves, but it seems like the Red Wings, you can't keep them bad forever after that stretch that they had. For the 25 straight years and of making the playoffs. They're going to be scary. They have so many young guys. <laughs> that guy Sider. P.S. Suter? No, no. S-E-I-D-R. Maurice Sider. P.S. Suter. I don't know how what the Blackhawks did with that. but So they got him, right? They got Alex Nedeljkovic from Carolina and an absolute steal of a trade. They got Thomas They got Nick Letty. So, I mean, they added some veteran guys to their defense, and you're just going to watch the prospects start to sprinkle in. Uh, I think that they're not going to be a playoff team, but improved-wise, I feel like they're going to be very improved this year. They improved the only position that really matters throughout the course of a hockey season, and that's goaltender, and they got themselves a pretty good young one. For which should never have happened. Correct. But it <laughs> happened, and whoever could pull it off, it's Steve Eisenman. He, he did just that because, oh God, the, the goaltending. In, I don't know how – Carolina's going to be very good. But just the often that they had, I think I was reading the Athletic. They ranked them low for off seasons. I mean, they do. They added some questionable personnel, so we'll see. But they're they're still so. And they got Cockney. I mean, I mean that 
They're going to be good. <laughs> no, the Carolina Hurricanes got cock in the That's what I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about the Hurricanes. I'm talking about they let Njelkovic go, okay, but they okay. did all this. Yeah, they'll this be spiel. fine. Yeah. So when you look at the teams that take a step back, I'm not necessarily sure if they can take a step back, but the Sabres have to be brought <laughs> up. Uh, their goaltending tandem is gone. Terrible. <laughs> Who's their goaltending tandem it's right now? Anderson and is it Dell? <laughs> no. Uh, is it Dell? I'll look it up while you keep talking. So whatever. Their goaltending is yeah. brutal. They lost Reinhardt. Eichel is probably not playing there again. No. So that's a terrible hockey team again. Still have Jeff Skinner making bank. It's a bad hockey team, and that's the only way to put it. Now, if you look at taking a step back from where they were, the team that keeps coming into my mind, and I could be wrong. I could completely eat my words here. I just don't see Montreal finding a way into the postseason, which after you make the Stanley Cup final is a step back. So – Personnel-wise, I'm not necessarily sure that they are taking a huge step back, but based on where they ended last season and where they might end this year, it's going to be a step back for them. So you were right about the goaltending. And, um, yeah, it's just not good. Tokarski, this is the goalies they have rostered. Tokarski, who never going to play in the NHL again. Uka Pekka Lukanen, who is young, 22 years old, 6'4". He might have a future there. Michael Hauser, who's 29. Aaron Dell. And Craig Anderson. Not good, especially when that team has no skill anymore. I mean, they. The number one pick went back to college for a year, so he's not here. Reinhardt went to Florida. Uh, it's just going to be tough. They're, they're going to be a bottom feeder again. And I watched them botch the cycle trade, too. You know what's going to happen. You know, they're, they're asking for so much now. He's going to, I don't know when he's getting this surgery. He's, it's really screwing with not even his team and him. It, Jack Eichel has to be playing. I mean, he's much watched TV when he has the puck. And he's a superstar in this league. And remember that to sit out a year on of his of his career in sports where careers aren't that long. I mean, hopefully his career is long. It's just a waste of talent. And I think that they Buffalo really, it doesn't matter who they bring in. It's a dumpster fire. It really is. Yes, it is. So the last question that we're going to be able to get to today is, do you think Turner and ESPN will force the NHL to tone down its violence if we see more incidents like the Tom Wilson and Rangers situation last year? That's asked by <laughs> at GabFan22. Uh, Stefan and I agree on this one again. <laughs> Great question. No. Not in a chance. It's Just such good TV. Well, it's good TV, but look, at, if you think about the biggest sport in America, Brendan, what are you saying? It's basketball. The biggest sport in America is basketball okay, right now. fine. They're all, you know what, they get touched, they fall down. I was thinking more of football. Everyone loves watching football. And football is a, especially ESPN with football, obviously, it is a violent sport. You're telling me that hockey, people that don't watch hockey in general aren't going to be flipping through the channels going, oh, that's not football. Oh, my God. Like, I hit, just decked him. Now they're fighting. I'm going to watch this. I think, if anything, it helps the sport. The sport stopped fighting or they toned it back. People are going to think it's boring because when you go to games with people that have never seen hockey before, the first thing you talk about is the hits. The hits and the physicality. It's not the cool passing because, really, at times, they don't really know what they're watching. But – People love us. America. Americans love violence. I mean, I, that's that's the that's the simplest way to put it. Americans love violence, and hockey is a violent sport. And you talk about football is violent. I mean, people are drawn UFC. People love watching people beat the crud out of each other. And hockey has, unlike any other sport, hockey allows you to do that, and then they allow you to do it again. You have to wait five minutes. So football, the Super Bowl is probably the biggest. It's the most watched thing. Yeah, but I feel like basketball might I have passed it. But no, neither can I. They should add fighting in basketball. Oh, God no. Those little refs are not gonna be able to break anything up. <laughs> but when you when you think about <laughs> hockey and like the fights and everything, it 
people enjoy it. I mean, no matter what the safety is, you know, no matter how many people try to act like they're on Twitter looking out for the best interest of the players, whenever you see a fight, you stand up. And you look at Turner Sports and their opening night game, the first game that's going to be on that broadcast is Rangers Capitals. And the Rangers went out this offseason to get somebody by the name of Ryan Reeves. And his sole job this year, no matter what people want to say, <laughs> is, to beat, the is to beat the crud out of Tom Wilson after what he did last year. And Ryan Reeves is going to have more of an impact than people think throughout the course of the season with his physical play. But opening night, you best believe that when Tom Wilson is on the ice, Ryan Reeves is going to be chirping him the whole time. And if you haven't seen the video yet of when Ryan Reeves is on Vegas playing against the Capitals and he leveled Wilson and Wilson tried to go after him and he flattened him again (laughs) and he just sat there laughing at him. If you have not seen that, watch it because I can guarantee you something like that's going to happen. And it probably won't take long opening night before you see that. And I don't think we're going to see a bench brawl. I don't think we're going to see all that because this is the first game of the year. Both teams are going to want to get off to a good start. But there is a 1v1 that's going to happen, and everyone's going to talk about it beforehand. Everyone's going to talk about it after the game. And people that don't necessarily watch hockey are going to be talking about it and watching it on ESPN and Turner Sports because of the new networks. They're not getting rid of the violence. Yeah. Oh, that puts a wrap on this episode, Brendan. Shake my hand. That was a great episode in person. We did it. It was very cool. We will pick the winner on Wednesday morning when we release the show. It'll be on Spotify and Apple. But obviously, you guys hopefully listen to this on Unhinged Radio with Belly Up Sports. And then again, it'll be out on Spotify and Apple Wednesday morning. Thanks all for tuning in. The questions were awesome. We'll do this definitely more often. And next week, we do have a guest that Brendan alluded to earlier, a big guest coming on the show. We'll spread that information on Twitter in the coming days. But everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. The Back Check is your one-stop shop for NHL news and all things Rangers and Islanders. Thanks for sticking with us for this edition of The Back Check. Follow the show on social media at Pod. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.